All right, here we go. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome back to Firebrand Pursuit. Um, this week, we are joined by Chase Chatswell, um, a good old friend of Trevor's, co-worker of his as well. And uh, um, I, I knew you for a little while, too, as well. <laughs> um, old old church church friend. Uh, so welcome. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, for those of you joining on YouTube, you're probably wondering right now why they've got super cool backgrounds and a Star Wars poster, and it looks like I'm moving. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. I'm like halfway <laughs> to my destination. We were scheduled to go, so I pulled over to Starbucks, and we're, we're rolling. So making it happen. I got the AirPods. I got my phone plugged in or my computer plugged into the car. So we're making it happen. <laughs> so that's cool i didn't know you guys knew each other how do you guys you guys went to church together or what what's the story there yeah during my my period of um rebellion uh kai kind of <laughs> took the spot on the youth worship team and then uh, <laughs> i would show up from time to time and compliment him playing guitar that's what happened nice. yeah <laughs> okay very cool <laughs> oh that's awesome that's cool and it's, it's funny to me because, um, you know, a lot of this started from the connections I made while working at the coffee shop. So Chase, you and I worked there for a long time together. And then after you moved to Tennessee, and I, I can't remember if it was your spot I was replacing or not, but it wasn't long after you left that Kai started working at the coffee shop. And then from all that, that's what this, where this all came from. So you're kind of like a day oneer, man. <laughs> so very cool. Very cool. So for the audience, you know, they hear about us all the time, but tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing over there. And are you still in Tennessee? I am. This is my dorm room, my, my little tiny dorm room. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Um... <laughs> so yeah, talk um... to us. Give us whatever whatever you want that's fun about you, and then we'll, we'll jump into the schooling. Yeah. Um, you know, California born and raised, uh, grew up in church. All that kind of stuff. Um, I guess more importantly, why I'm here. I ca I came to Tennessee uh, to originally to do music business. So mm. I mean, I was I was there. I was a vocal major, and then I took a New Testament class with the uh, the chairhead of theology, and I was like, all right, well, change my major, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, ever since uh, spring of 2020, I've been doing. Uh, theology whether that's um you know i'm i've been reading everything i can try and get my hands on so i see your posts man i'm like oh man here's the thing though i post a lot of stuff i'm trying not to anymore because like i change my mind on stuff like every other day oh yeah you know what i mean because there's just like mm -hmm. there's so much evidence for like either side of things um mm -hmm. so it's just like man I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love RC Sproul. I can watch an RC Sproul video like all day long. But you know, then you got Greg the Boyd. And I love Greg Boyd too. <laughs> I do Calvinism, open theism, anything in between. I'm like, I'll go to either side just for the fun of it. <laughs> to be what they're saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they all got good jokes, you know. It's like they do, man. Great, great speakers and great jokers. Didn't have to work on that. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I remember you um, going there for the music business and everything, and then and then switching, and then you started posting all those books. Like, man, I don't think I could read that much. Like, 
I just, I don't think I could, even if I had the time. <laughs> Dude, I don't need, I, I haven't finished a single book I posted on Instagram, I don't think. Oh, no. I post them all the time. I'm jumping between every other book because I'm like, oh man, that's a good point. What does this book have to say about that issue? Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I haven't finished a single book I've posted about yet. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I finished the Star Wars book I was reading. <laughs> that was about yeah. it in the last two years. <laughs> I, oh, know, I, I mean, I, I really did, but it's not the only <laughs> All right, man. Well, per our usual, I've got what you're passionate about, and Kai has no idea what we're going to talk about today. So I've got that. Coming one. in blind. And, for future guests, man, Chase knocked it out. You, like, made a PDF. It's all typed out. I mean, this is, like, the ease. I didn't even have to do anything. I was like, man, this is going to be a cakewalk. So just so you know, if you want to be on the show, just type it up, man. Send that to me. That's easy. I know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> all right. You know what? It was funny about that, that PDF I sent you. It took me a solid minute to find that picture I, I put up on that PDF. Because, oh, like, because, like, that... We'll get to that, but like, I remember seeing that when it first came out and was like, "Excuse me." But anyways, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll oh, get yeah. to that point. We'll get there. But, uh, it, it'll yeah. be funny because when I saw it, I was like, oh, "Wait, man, does he think that stuff?" I was like, "No, no, maybe." <laughs> I was like, "That's not <laughs> what we talked about last time." <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that yeah. picture in, in, a, in a minute. I have, to, but, uh, I have to put it up too, like in the video, like cut it in so people <laughs> can see it real quick. Because normally we'll be able to do that, but I didn't even show Kai that picture, so Good. it's going to be fun. Good. It's, it's going to be, be a shock, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. So All cool. Right. Um, well, let's jump right in. Uh, number one, uh, we want to talk about the problems with modern churches. Mm. I like that because there's a lot of them. There's a lot to unpack there and, and how to deal with it. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I'll just switch to another church. I mean... Close, close, open a shut case on that one, or I just play. <laughs> That's definitely not the way to handle. Like, whoa, oh, yeah. Man. I'm gonna get myself in trouble with that. No, I've been at the same church for a long time, and I've gotten in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just so the first point, and uh, feel free, you know, if you guys got to look something up or whatever, we're not doing editing anymore. So, awkward pauses, <laughs> silence. I'm comfortable with it the audience to get comfortable with it or they'll make fun of us. I mean, it, it'll be fine. I'm sure it's already happening by now. <laughs> part of the video. So one of the points that Chase made, Kai, and, and uh, maybe you can speak to this and, and uh, if mm. you need anything looked up, let me know. Uh, a problem that he's noticed, or, or you can speak more to this, but yeah. So why don't, why don't you take it away first, uh, Chase, and share with Kai. Uh, what do you mean by shallow me focused sermon? Yeah. Um, I've seen it a lot on um, Instagram. Like people post like these like short little clips of sermons of like these big pastors, and it's all about, oh, you know, you can just do it if you push on a little harder. You have enough faith. You keep pushing. You keep pushing, and it's just it's it's these really big. How do I fit myself into the Bible, and how do mm -hmm. I be this archetype of a character? It's mm -hmm. and it's less it's less about what that is trying to teach you, and more about how you can be just as good as that. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. What do you think about that guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely, definitely noticed that. Um, oh man. Yeah. I, and I think that's the, like you said, like 
you see those on Instagram on, on like TikTok and stuff like that a lot. Cause it's, it's easy to find like quick little inspiring quotes that are like, yeah, this is a, this is terrible. This is good, good stuff mm-hmm. to kind of put out there and, and draw people in because like, I think like those, those types of sermons in general, I think are pretty, uh, you can use it, I guess the term like seeker sensitive, um, is one mm-hmm. I've, I've heard thrown around a lot, but a lot in the last couple of days is I've been, um, taking in some content and stuff that's kind of, I think pertains to this, but, but yeah, I definitely, definitely noticed that. Um, and for me personally, I, I'm thankful. I, I grew up like in the Calvary, um, within Calvary. And for the most mm-hmm. part, Calvary is very, um, expository verse by verse, um, foundational, like teaching, um, book by book, verse by verse. So I'm, I'm, blessed to say that i i've never like found myself too much in like a place where the teachers were doing like topical like just teach whatever i want from this this one verse that i choose type teaching but um i i've definitely definitely seen it a lot and um seen it become prevalent in um yeah Yeah. these times i see your point there too and i agree there's an element of, you know, pastors are, they got to take care of their church, you know, and they, they got to equip those people for different things. Uh, but I, I think that what, what I'm hearing a little bit from both of you too, is like, it's kind of a first misstep when you start to make it about you every time. And to the point where you're starting to see the Bible as about you, or it starts to revolve around you and that, that gets dangerous. And, and so it's definitely the first step down that way. And if you don't like recognize it and at least think about it, it could, it gets worse. And so I really like the way Chase set this up. Cause it just goes boom, boom, boom. Like step one, step two, step three, step four, where are we now? So the next <laughs> point talk about this, um, is that, uh, the sermon becomes like a, a hyped up motivational speech. <laughs> so I'm going to be no, I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, just take it for what you will. Yeah, audience, you know, everybody. I'm I'm not I'm not going to name a pastor, but I can name the area in which it's in. You know, good old North Carolina. Um, yeah, it's, you know it's funny because about. I have a I have a buddy who I mean we we talk about it all the time, and I'm like it's a little questionable, you know, and and um, there's been some other church leaders that you know in some some ways they kind of resemble that. And I've listened to them talk, and, and I really see the genuine heart, the genuine want to, to follow Christ and serve Him and equip their people. And so it's, it really has to be pretty staunch for me to be like, yeah, I just, I just can't do that. Like, there's some wacky stuff. But there's definitely yeah. some where it's like, this is so far, man. I, I'm, I'm, see, and, and, and I want to say, too, that I'm not against a... Christian motivation speech, and I'm not, a, and I'm not opposed to a pastor being motivational to their congregation. I think it becomes more of a mm. problem in this context when it's all they do. Yeah. Um. My pastor yeah. recent, my pastor a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, but he said something, and I was just like, "That's what I want to hear." He was like, "You can't do it alone. You can't do it by yourself." He told us, "You can't do it. You're not good enough." Mm-hmm. To do it. And I was like, "That's the gospel." You can't do mm-hmm. it alone. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. And that's all I've been totally. wanting. You know, and I heard that and I was like, that's why I know I'm at a good church. Because I was told mm-hmm. I can't do it by myself. Yeah, and not to I'm say right that these churches, and it's not to say these churches are teaching that you can do it by yourself. 
but the focus is on you doing it. Yeah. And they're and, and then they're like, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, if if that was like a topical thing for the church at that time, where the pastor real like saw that the people needed something that was uplifting, mm-hmm. then yes. But it's totally. all they talk about. Yeah, and I think Kai like nailed it. Seeker sensitive. Um, and that just kind of breeds yeah. this, just a pool of Christians who are very young in the faith, don't understand many things. And uh, what it does is it leaves them vulnerable to attack later or being misled. And they're like, man, this isn't what I thought it was. Or you know, they never changed. And someone's like, oh, you can't do that. And they're like, what do you mean? Um, yeah. And I think that the, the point that those people maybe need to hear is that it, it's like what you said. It's like, you can't do it alone. They're, you are, we, we're, we're all made in God's image, and there's something intrinsically valuable about that. Just, it, yeah. it can't be taken away. But there's also something internally broken that we need Jesus for, and, yeah. and that, you're right. I mean, that's the gospel. You can't do that alone. And so, it's like, you got to hear that at some point, you know, if I think about, I had to hear that at some point and like agree with it yeah, <laughs> or disagree with it and go the other way, <laughs> you know, make that choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you thinking, Kai? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just to go along with like the, I think, it, I think it's very, um, it falls in line with the, like this whole, the whole seeker sensitive, um, just mindset, I guess. And that's a, that's like a hot, hot, hot word, um, for it. But like, just when you see the pastors and the preachers and the teachers who do that, and then you see the size of their church and like the kinds of people, like you, you see like the, the celebrities or the big name people mm-hmm. like going to those churches and like, it's not that I, I ever want to like question people's faith or like the depth of their belief in Christ or anything like that. But it, when those teachers are teaching that way, it, it just makes it a whole lot easier for people to come. And so that's, I think that's a good reason why they have a bigger reach than they do because they're not teaching the hard things and they're not teaching the, the things that are, that are hard, but are also like what's beautiful about the gospel and about the faith is that like, we're not good enough to do it on our own, but that's, that's, but Christ still loves us and died for us, even though mm-hmm. we're just not, we're not up, up, up to it, up to par. Um, totally. but yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys said a good bit of that as well, but it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you made me think of this too. It's like, I, I've seen it in some, some strange like corners, like no, probably not even like big names, but they get big followings and there, there's some people who they preach that real, land that real vague and uh it does make it so easy for people to come because they don't have to do anything they don't have to change they, they can just show up mm-hmm. and it makes them feel good and so that that experiential part of it is is a whole nother deal too uh but you mm-hmm. that if the experience is what you're chasing then that's that's something that might should be a warning flag like maybe i'm not here for the right reason <laughs> and i think one of the biggest like detriments to a really shallow teaching is that when people do have the hard questions, they're going to fall quicker mm-hmm. because, yeah. um, because one thing that like, uh, here at, at my school, um, there's a theology major and then there's a pastoral major. And mm. 
the biggest thing I have a problem with with that ma the pastoral major is that it focuses on how to teach stuff, but not what to teach necessarily. Mm -hmm. So there's like a hard separation. It's like theology students go to the classes that are about the book of John, the book of Luke, and about the very specific details. And they go on on how to read it and how to turn that into a sermon. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of gotcha. like a lot of these pastors, they're coming out of school and like they know how to talk and they know how to use verses but they're not using the verses right mm. and they're making it different. And that's the biggest thing is yeah, we're getting, we're getting a group of pastors that really are passionate about what they're talking about and getting people motivated and getting people to stand up and agree with them. And people will, people love being told they can do it. People don't mm -hmm. like being told that they're walking themselves into hell. And that's the biggest yep. thing that a lot of these older pastors are doing is that like, look, you're walking yourself there. You just need to turn mm -hmm. around. Yeah, um, it's definitely like a cultural shift with like younger. Um, and I've spoken with some older Christians and they're like, yeah, it's so strange. Like, where did this come from? You know, <laughs> and they're a little surprised yeah. by it. But I'm going to I'm going to be asking the hard questions. So I'm going to hit you with one, Chase. So okay. ready yourself. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> um, so we're talking about this problem. And, you know, I don't ever want to just like uh, point out problems i want uh, you know what i love about this is we're just chatting we're not going to solve world problems here but we might find the person that will and they might yeah. hear this and it might put them Absolutely. on the right track so just at a glance what sense do you think that could improve the situation or mm -hmm. um, help it in some way yeah you, can, you got some time to think about it <laughs> um man it's really tough because I feel like the people that are teaching the hard stuff are always going to be the minority. Mm. I don't, and that's, that's kind of what sucks is that, um, the Bible kind of teaches that those in the right are going to be the minority. Those who know the word and those who go after seeking God are kind of always going to be the ones that are, um, either persecuted or not accepted. And I think there's mm -hmm. a difference because like, you know, America, we're not persecuted, but we're definitely oh, yeah. not necessarily listened to. Um, more and more. <laughs> yeah, we're not listened to more and more and it's it's become a, you know, a norm. Um, and I think that's the problem is that we're seeing a divide in Christianity where nowadays people want to hear good stuff. And this is where my second kind of topic ties in with mm -hmm. this first one is that we're seeing a move from conservative and i mean this in a traditional christian way not a, a political way i want to make that clear we're seeing a move mm -hmm. from conservative christianity to progressive christianity oh where, yeah oh man you didn't write and, it anywhere on that page but it was all over and i knew that was coming in <laughs> that's that's kind of the shift that we're seeing in our culture is that we're seeing a huge divide in in conservative Christianity and progressive Christianity. And then we have this gray area where a lot mm -hmm. of these bigger churches don't talk about those issues, but they're willing mm -hmm. to take anybody from either side. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is that they all think that what they're doing is right when the church itself doesn't agree with what the progressive Christians say, but they're not right. going to talk about it. They right. don't believe in what the conservative Christians say, but they're not going to talk about it. They're going to yeah. record, they're going to record music, record TikToks, 
and they're going to get people. <laughs> that's that's the thing. And yeah. so we're seeing a huge split, and I don't know if traditional at biblical Christianity is ever going to grow until mm. the end. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that, it is very tough because, like, inarguably, they are good at getting people in the door. I mean, yes, they are. And in a way, that that's <laughs> valuable. Such, you know, I say it a lot about a lot of different situations. Like, man, I don't envy being in that position and having to make that call. And so it motivates me to, like, pray for them. Like, man, God, do your thing there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that I, I was talking about it before. You know, if, if you're going to a church, if if you can't find out what they believe, you know, is it a church? I mean, what do they believe? Who who do they believe in? And so and, it's kind of our responsibility to find yeah. that out. And a big thing, too, is um, I find it – I personally find it really – important to go to a church that has it that's a part of a denomination because that denomination mm. has standards mm. um not that non-denominational churches don't but um mm-hmm. it is harder to find what that church believes if they are non-denominational yeah because if they're, not, if they're non-denom if they're non-denom they might not put the hard details in there like i yeah. I, I personally have grown up in assemblies of god um i'm in a church of god area which is nearly the same thing it's still conservative pentecostalism so i'm i'm in that environment and i mean we got everything listed you go on ag's website you're going to find topics on homosexuality um oh gosh every everything you can abortion um all those big topical issues you're going to find it and they're going to have a position on it and i bet you if you go to one of those churches they're going to talk about it yeah. Um, and you're not and, seeing that in a lot of big churches. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was going to talk about small churches. It's like if you're in a small church that happens to be non-denom, hopefully the pastor's accessible. You can get in touch yeah. with him, talk to him about these things, see where he's at. And then if he's if you don't agree, well, then you got to make the call. Like, is this a deal breaker? Um, yeah. Is this something that's like essential? Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it is that way. And, but then you're not just leaving because you're, you know, you're, you're in trouble or you're angry or something, you know, that that's, that's more of an honorable way to do it, you know, and then yeah. you get to have a good conversation probably with a guy who really wants to do his best for Christ. Um, yeah. But yeah. When a big church doesn't do that, then it, it, to me, it just kind of reads pandering, like yeah. you just don't want to get in trouble. And that's, that's probably not a good thing. What are you thinking, Kai? <laughs> and what do you think could help? Uh, yeah, I was... <laughs> I was going to, I was going to, well, I was, before you said that, Chase, I was thinking like the, these churches that are, are doing this, they're not there yet, but they're on their way to like progressive Christianity. And it's like, and it, it, it falls in just, I think with culture at large, like nowadays and like post a lot of postmodern thinking, just that they don't, you don't want to be the one that says no to people and that rejects people and, and their identities or who they say they are. Um, and what, how they choose to live because that it, it's just re- like a rejection of the, of their truth and, and who they, what they think about themselves and how they see themselves. And I like Trevor, you and I have had a lot of, yeah, or a few talks about progressive Christianity and, <laughs> and, and truth and absolute truth. And as we were, like I think as we topic. were, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were kind of writing up bios last week and uh, coming up with some. Uh, uh, what was it like? Target target demographics of where what we think we're shooting the podcast for, and it's it's a lot to do with truth and finding absolute yep. truth. And I think that's a lot of what the world isn't isn't doing these days. Nah, and that's, yeah. so, so and they don't want it. it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I'll say this: if you're listening to this right now, and you've ever been like, "Man, I want to know what is true," like, you are in the right place because, like, we pinpointed it. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. To get there, man. So, yeah. To to help that, you know, it's it's really tough. I mean, in some cases, it's just going to be praying for those people. And um, one thing that I really liked, I was listening to this pastor talk and. And it's someone who he, he does hold some views that are controversial to some. To me, it's nothing that's not essential. So it's someone that I listen to once in a while. And I mean, I don't even want to get into names. But what I loved is, I mean, he, he gets blasted a lot. And I was like, man, this guy really, like, takes a lot of hits. So I watched an interview, and the interviewer's like, what do you think about that? You know, that seems like your worst enemy is other Christians. And he was like, um, you know, I, I love Jesus, and I want to serve him my best, um, and I think that they do too. And that's why they're so passionate about what they're passionate about. So um, I pray for them and their families, and he got choked up. And I, I thought that was really cool and respectable, you know. And, and that's that's kind of where I land on some things. If it's non-essential, um, I think that we can, we can be at peace. But when it gets to a church that won't take a stand on something that is just cut and dry, it's in the scripture, it's right there. Uh, that, 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 that's a problem. And then it's, it's all you can do is just pray for them and talk to the people that are getting ousted because after a while, you know, you get tired of that, not that vagueness, that never really having that concrete and, and, the other side of that is they never get in the Bible. So it's challenging those people. Well, go look this up. And what do you think? I've had some experiences like that with people where they're going somewhere and, and it's not necessarily something so strong, but it's just something my nose a little off. And, and I invite them like, Hey, if you see anything that's off in mind, you know, challenge me, tell me, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll talk to people. But I said, but I noticed this about, about this church. So what do you think about that? And then I kind of show them the scripture and I just kind of let them do the, all the thinking. And, you know, months go by and they come back and like, yeah, that really made an impact. And I was like, well, thank, thank the Lord for it because I didn't know what I was doing. But <laughs> but that's I think it's going to come with that gentleness and, and really just trying to show them the truth. Because once you find that, that solid truth, that foundation, it gives you so much more to build your life on, so much more transformation. That's when, when you really – I mean – it's like I feel way more on top of the world doing it Christ's way by the book you know, than I ever did trying to do it my own way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's just totally, mm-hmm. totally, uh, it just seems weaker to me, you know, like, man. So I don't know what you guys think I, about I think... that. I'm ranting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if you find, like, if you find yourself, like, I don't know, if you are in a position as a pastor or leader and and a church where you have a, a, like a large, a large gathering and a large, um, congregation. And I, maybe you aren't like you do teach in a way that is easier to draw people. And it's not like firmly, um, teaching the hard and 
fast truth. Um, I think Trevor, you, you posed a question to me one time, like if you found yourself as like one of those pastors, what would you do? How would you handle it? Like if you were there and you were suddenly convicted with like, I need to preach the Bible, like, and what it truly says. And I, I it's hard, but like, it's the priority is like what you have to question there. Like, are you trying to get a congregation of like 15 to 20,000 people? Or are you trying to preach the truth? Because like you, you said it too, Chase, like the people who are teaching the hard and fast truth of the Bible and the gospel message of, um, not just salvation, but sin and that we are sinners and that we're broken, that, um, we need saving and we can't do it on our own. Most people don't want to hear that. And I think a lot of people who are going to those churches aren't hearing that. And that's why they, they want to be going there because it's, it's easy to Mm -hmm. go and hear a motivational speech once or twice a week. And it's harder to go and hear that there are things that you need to be changing in your life. And you always have to be changing in your life because we're always going to find ourselves in sin, no matter how well we're doing and how far along Mm -hmm. in our faith we are. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, the, it goes back to truth. We have to like prioritize mm-hmm. truth and quality of teaching over the quantity of the people that we're teaching to, I think. Yeah. Totally. Huge totally. All right. Well, there's going to be some cutting and some clipping in the episode. I mean, that's a great segue, great cliffhanger for <laughs> the next episode. So we're going to keep on rolling and I'm going to cut it in half right here. So for all of those listening right now, you know, if you're liking this stuff, please subscribe, uh, like on, on Instagram, whatever, all that stuff. And uh, if you want to be on the podcast, uh, you can email us at, what is it, kind of firebrandpursuit at gmail.com. That should be it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> It'll be in the description. <laughs> awesome. All right. So it'll for you guys, it'll be next week. We're talking about truth. all right see you guys then welcome to firebrand pursuit this podcast exists to provide a platform to encourage passionate and candid conversations between christians and people of other worldviews We want to bring a Christian perspective that is firmly founded in biblical principles to bear in the setting of all social and theological issues that the church must contend with. We also want to discuss other worldviews and provide a safe space where those conversations can be shared in a mature and exciting fashion. This podcast was created by myself, Trevor Turk, and Kai Wilbanks. Because we lack formal theological training, and the fact that we are not pastors or ministers means that we find ourselves in a very similar position to the majority of the church and people in general. We hope that by promoting thought in the church, we might better contend for the gospel within society. We also hope that by giving people of other worldviews a chance to share what they think and believe, we will both create a culture of healthy debate as well as represent the gospel in the closest fashion to Christ that we can. These sincere and passionate desires are what drive us to share with you, Firebrand Pursuit.